Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The selling is intensifying as the turmoil engulfing President Trump's administration spills into financial markets. The S&P 500 index low of the day now down 35, a drop there of 1.5%. Dow Industrials down 308 points. That is a drop of 1.5%. NASDAQ down uh, 126 points, a drop there of just about 2.1%. Tenure up 31, 30 seconds, looking at a yield of 2.22%. Gold advancing 23.70 the ounce to 12.60, up 1.9%. West Texas intermediate crude 49.18 a barrel now, up 52 cents, a gain there of 1.1%. So we've got fast-moving markets, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all declining. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. And Charlie, of Nick Walenda's wife planning to dangle by her teeth over at Niagara Falls. The somebody, somebody sent me that story today. I could, I have one question, <laughs> which was why? Why, why, why? Well, there's lots of questions and a lot of uh, things that people are asking why about. All right, Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, this is Bloomberg. Cleveland is the reason. No, we're not talking about NBA Finals yet. We are looking at uh, uh, Cleveland-based um, uh, money manager, our chief economist at, at Payton Regal, uh, Jeff Cleveland, joins us right now. Um, and with uh, a, a notion of, of sort of Fed policy here um, uh, and, and sort of a changing market environment, does what's happening in the market today start to suggest uh, some changes afoot? Jeffrey, when you look at this? You know what? Whenever I look at the political headlines, uh, I'm just reminded of the three most important uh, words in investing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the impact uh, the headlines will be. Well, I think what we've learned, Corey, is if we get significant volatility in financial markets, that changes the thinking for Federal Reserve officials. So I think we need something more substantial, 5 or 10% off in the equity market uh, to get to that level. So you know, one or two percent over five days isn't isn't quite uh, at that level. But the lesson is, when, when we do get the volatility in markets, they, they've tended to be biased towards, you know, an easing bias to give to give uh, a boost to the markets. So I think that's all we can really say um, in real time. I think for our investors, we're trying to look a little bit further out and. I think the, the economic fundamentals, when you think about the next 6 to 12 months, uh, you look through a lot of the noise in the interim. That, they look pretty good for the U.S. You know, uh, we have some great research that's been put out by our Bloomberg uh, team uh, looking at the markets. And basically what they found is asset class performance in 2017 shows no signs of the Trump trade at this point. You've got foreign stocks outpacing their U.S. counterparts by a wide margin. You have U.S.-based small caps now lagging. Bonds have shown decent gains as interest rates have fallen. Commodities have given back all of their gains from the Trump rally. Even gold has seen positive returns in 2017. It's only the S&P 500. It's kind of the one asset class that was in a relatively similar position, kind of coming off the elections, uh, and then since uh, kind of all the turmoil has started. Um, when you look fundamentally at this market, whatever happens in Washington, does it matter, Jeffrey? It matters in the sense that I think early in the year, Carol, people were more bullish on the U.S., more optimistic. 
Uh, I think that's what was behind the so-called reflation trades. Mm -hmm. Inflation expectations rose, ten-year Treasury yield rose. That was all on the back that you know that the new administration was going to change economic policy and was going to be better for growth and was going to be reflationary. And and from our perspective, we were never really in that camp, or at least we were, I think, much more skeptical about that story. And I think that's, to to your point, what's uh, changed in markets in the last few weeks or months is, is, you know, reality set in a little bit more. Um, But fundamentally, when you look at things in terms of earnings growth, sales growth, companies willing to spend money, invest in their business, higher you know, higher wage growth, things that really kind of ultimately matter to growth uh, and spending and economic juice, market momentum, if you will. What do you see when you look at those things? Well, we're not going to see the 4% GDP numbers that I think early in the year some, some had floated about. Uh, I think we're still going to see somewhere around 2%. Uh, I think Q Q1 was a was a you know noisy piece of data, so we'll see Q2, Q3, and Q4 look better. And when I look to you know as, as you point out the labor market, I think the labor market looks solid. We're we're down to 4.4 on the unemployment rate. If you don't believe the unemployment rate, as as many clients ask about, you can look at other measures of the labor market. You look at, uh, for example, the number of unemployed workers versus job openings. That's at the lowest it's been in more than 10 years. Uh, I think that that pretty much tells me, Carol, there's we're instead of being uh, having too many workers, we're actually going to have a shortage of workers here. So we may be getting to the point where wage growth starts to pick up uh, a bit more. So. From an economic standpoint, I think the, those fundamentals look uh, look pretty solid. I should pass on a headline that uh, uh, Republican Congressman Mike Simpson out of Idaho uh, is calling for an independent commission on Russia uh, to investigate uh, the issues that are affecting the president right now. Is sort of Republicans starting to um, find themselves in an uncomfortable spot? And I, I'm looking at this while I've got the VIX up on my screen. The VIX uh, uh, surging here right now, even even in the, in the 20 minutes, half an hour we've been on the air, and I wonder. Uh, as I asked our last guest, uh, Jeff, what do you think of, of volatility levels uh, for the day? Does it matter? Um, you know, the, the mystery for us on volatility is it's not isn't wasn't that much of a, vol, uh, a mystery, right? We had low volatility. The thing about low volatility is, I think while those sub ten readings on the VIX are rare, the we can still be pretty low on volatility for for extended period of time. We saw that in the nineties. We saw that in two thousands. And the big story behind that for me, Corey, is global central banks. They've accumulated around $20 trillion in assets. Um, they're sort of, if you want to call it buy and hold, passive buyers, if you will. Some of the global central banks, major global central banks, such as the Swiss National Bank, actually are buying equities. So I think that's what's dampened volatility. Hey, Jeffrey, let me just jump in because we've just got about 30 seconds here. Does any of what's going on maybe change what we get from the Fed for the rest of the year? Just quickly. The political, if the political situation incites more volatility and turbulence in asset markets, I think that would, yes, push the Fed towards being, uh, keeping an easy bias rather than moving towards a rate hike in June and then a couple, couple more over the balance of the year. So it's really, do the headlines create, uh, more or tighter financial conditions. That's the key uh, link there. If it's temporary, a daily thing, and it dissipates over time, then the economic fundamentals, Carol, Carol, should win the day. 
All right, Jeffrey Cleveland uh, from Peyton Riddell. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, interesting stuff, and, and certainly we're keeping an eye on both these markets and the news out of Washington because they are intricately tied today. Yes, they sure. are. This is Bloomberg Markets, and this is Bloomberg.